0: What's going on and welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel coming to you from Midtown Studios downtown Bakersfield. I am your host, Matt. Daniel is off actually celebrating his beautiful bride for her birthday. So my beautiful bride is here with me for part two of Beware of Religiously Transmitted Diseases. But first off, hello, love. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad that you're doing well. We're gonna get the microphone situation figured out. It's gonna be great. This is gonna be a wonderful episode. I promise. Awesome. Andy shaking his head. He loves that I already gave some acknowledgement to it. You got You can't give stuff like that power. You can't. <laughs> you can't do it. Um, listen, we're we're in Matthew twenty three, and uh, if you if you uh, heard part one uh, of this. A topic beware the rtds uh, if you were able to hear part one of this i i told everybody go and read matthew 23 if you haven't done that yet please go and read it uh jesus is teaching against the religious uh teachers uh, at this time uh verses one through four then jesus turns to the crowds of his disciples and he says the teachers of religious law and pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of moses so practice and obey whatever they tell you but don't follow their example so they didn't why because they don't practice what they teach so they, they were people that were saying, do as I say, not as I do, people, mm-hmm. right? They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. So we're in part two of this topic called Religiously um, Transmitted Diseases. The name is um, so nice that we had to episode it twice. There's a book called Religiously Transmitted Diseases, and it speaks to becoming like this. Uh, author is Ed Gunger, um, Becoming Religious. Uh, Jesus warns against this. And, and, and as I said in part one, you know, God prefers the fruit of the Spirit over religious nuts. And it, we're, not, we're not called to just be crazy religious fanatics. We're, we're called to exemplify the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. And the only way that we can do that is by actually getting away from religion and getting deeper and deeper into relationship with Jesus himself. We focused on two RTDs last time. Mm-hmm. We're gonna try to hit two more okay. uh, as we as we uh, proceed today, and I think you're you're gonna have a lot to say. I think about some of these because I'm uh, uh, I picked these on purpose for you and I to be able to discuss. The first one is individualitis. Individualitis. Well, bless God, it's just me and Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's all. I – we are. Listen. I don't need to go to that church. I, I can have church all by myself. Individualitis is a religiously transmitted disease. I, I know people like this that are like, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to be around people. I just i I don't, you know it's it's it's, it's ridiculous because we are by design, both individualistic as well as communal beings. Yeah. We, we, we've been created for fellowship and community. Yeah. even even Andy was created. For fellowship and community. <laughs> hey, man, I was just sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> All of us have been. And see, while each of us, though, is um, of our own self, uh, we're individuals. We, and and there are we have individual characteristics, individual traits, and um, uh, things that God has given us as individuals. We've been created for relationship with God and others outside of our own solitude. Yeah. And I think that the biggest argument... Uh, for those suffering with individualitis is the argument of, well, Jesus spent time in solitude to pray and Mm -hmm. get alone with God. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure, he did. He did. But consider what you're saying. He had to go away, Mm -hmm. first of all, in order to be alone. So he was rarely alone. He did life with people. And when he went away to be alone, was he really going away to be alone no he was going away to be alone with god he was still having a communal relationship with god mm-hmm. right he had moments of solitude but jesus had many more moments surrounded by people and he's the one we're supposed to be following
1: yeah it's it's very it's funny to me i you know i talked to god about it because it is very funny to me that he chooses to use us the way that he does because he's god and sure. he's awesome and we're hilarious just fumbling around trying to make it work but the truth is we are created and designed to be used for His glory, to reach, to reach others, to minister to others, to be um, an extension of His love and His grace to yeah. other people. We're that's what we're supposed to do. So it's very interesting to me how how easy it is for us to go. Um, yikes! I don't I don't like the way that feels. It was so funny because last night I had a conversation with someone on our team, and uh, they had questions about. Um, the way that they feel around people like, but the way that they were saying it is like, you know, I don't really like to be around a bunch of people. I don't like crowds or I don't like a lot of people around. I don't think that that's an, an issue or a problem. And I was uh, talking to them about that because I'm like, yeah, no, it it is. Um, Because the reason why you don't like it, get down to the bottom of that. I think what happens is we try to understand our feelings when we're around a lot of people. We try to understand was that. Why do I feel the way that I feel? Mm -hmm. And so to do that, we kind of, justify it. Well, I'm an introvert. It must be them. It must be the people. Yeah, I'm an introvert or it must be they're not good or they're not great or they're judgy yeah. or all these thoughts and feelings and stuff that we have, we try to justify how we feel when we're around them. But the truth is, God created us with a purpose to be outside of ourselves, outside of those thoughts and those feelings that we tend to hold on to. Yeah. and to minister outside of us to others. So t- the argument of, "Oh no, it's just me and him then what's your purpose what's your purpose here you're going to spend eternity with him if you're doing this thing right if you love him and you have a relationship with him yeah r- when we're here there is a mission to be had and what is your mission mm. if it's just you sitting there what basking in something by yourself but we're so good at justification because hey I I don't I don't like that and so that's why, you know, you're talking about how we right. use the word. We, we try to go, well, it says in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Out of context, I bet it does. I bet it really serves a purpose for you right? to think that that's it. Because it's
0: been true of man from the beginning, God, God created man. And then he said, it's not good that man is alone. We, we are, we are um, designed to be in community. And so we should refuse to fly solo. And, and I'm not saying that, listen, the enemy, and that's what it, that's why the enemy will attack you in, in the spaces where we're supposed to be strongest. And that's just the fact. Everybody thinks, oh, well, that's my weak point. That's where I'm just the weakest. No, 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 no. That's where, that's where your testimony is. That's where, that's where God really wants to do a work through you. And that's why the enemy is trying to mess that up. Social anxiety is a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, introversion is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there are people that absolutely carry the weight of those things. Having said that, those are things that I honestly believe that God wants to deliver people Absolutely, from. Absolutely, yes. God God did not create anybody for the purpose of living in the entirety of their life in solitude, depression, and fear.
1: And I was saying last night to this person, um, whenever you try to, to justify it or get an idea of why, well, I just don't really like people or they're, you know, <laughs> right, right. people suck. You know, that's another one. And sure. I'm an introvert. Well, I'm an of,
0: extrovert and I say people suck.
1: All of that ends there then. There's no diving into why I feel the way that I feel. Right. Because you're like, oh, I'm an introvert. Labeled it, it's done. That's just who I am. That's yeah. just, I don't prefer people. That's just who, how I'm built. That's who, that's just how I'm always going to be. Yep. So then they don't it's really, the blame game. they don't really feel any hope either about it changing because they've already said to themselves, this is who I am, how I've been created. This is just always going to be my lot in life. Yeah. Instead of going, why do I feel this way? And let's dig down deep and find out why.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in the fact, the fact of the matter is, is there's there's power in community. Uh, there's accountability in community. There is care in community. There, you know, the Bible says to mourn with those who mourn, to rejoice with those who rejoice, to carry one another's burdens, to confess your sins one to another, that, that, that pray for one another, to lay, on, uh, to, to lay hands and believe for healing for one another. The Bible is very specific about doing life together with people. Community is where humility and glory touch. That is what community really is. Wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, I will be in the middle of it. God says community is where I show up. Community, God can, God, listen, God can find you on a dark corner in the middle of a field in nowheresville. I know that he can. But he has said wherever there is community, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I'm not gonna be on the outside looking in. I'm gonna be in the thick of it. I will be in their midst. And so individual itis is something that community is the cure for. Yeah. But it's the hardest thing, I believe, to get somebody suffering with this individual itis to actually buy in and be a part of said community. I mean, what what are some what are some steps that we can take or what, what some what are some ideas that we have to be able to get people in? to experience some things that I've done before is I'll go have, I'll go have uh, a quiet coffee with somebody that I know is an introvert or I'll go have a breakfast. Hey, just me and you We're, we don't, you know, you don't have to come to the, you don't have to come to the men's breakfast or you don't have to come and be a part of the sun. No, 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 no. Hey, what if just you and me went and got coffee, just the two of us and kind of ease in that can try to build that relationship because Jesus made it very clear that he cared more about the, per, uh, the person than any performance. Yep. And, and, and we're going to get into that a little bit more um, uh, with the next RTD. But, but talk a little bit about that. What, what's something that we can do? What have you found to be useful for those that deal with maybe some individual ideas?
1: I challenge them on, on why they feel the way that they feel. Because, um, again, like they'll label it and kind of be done with it. Well, that's just who I am. And then they'll even kind of fight me on a little bit. Like, well, I mean, it's okay to like not be a people person. Or, and, and I'm like, okay, so those are things you told yourself. Those are lies you said to yourself because it felt some type of way being around people and Mm. you didn't like the way that felt. And so to deal with that, you've told yourself quite a few things that are just absolutely not true. And I challenge that. And I challenge that with the word. I challenge that with what what God has designed for them is so much more, yet they are holding themselves back with the idea of, well, I got myself figured out. I got myself pegged. This is what I think and how I feel.
0: Right. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Challenge them. So if you got some individualitis people in your life, challenge them. If you are somebody who suffers with individualitis, man, go find somebody that'll challenge you uh, for that. The the next one I want to talk about, the next religiously transmitted disease that I want to talk about, is something that is, um, it's not quite as easy to spot. It's not quite as simple to spot because we have been called to do Good things, you know. Show me you you show me your faith by your good works. I'll show you. Or you know, some some show their good works, and that's how that's why I have faith. Or others say, you know, well, no, 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 I have faith, and so I do good things. Yes, I believe that. I'm kind of lean more into that. Like, there's nothing good in me other than what God does in or through me. That that that's it. There is no good thing just of my own self other than what God has done or is doing in me. But we we are. We are called to do good things, mm-hmm. but there is such a thing, such an RTD as pathological do-gooding, mm-hmm. pathological do-gooding. And that, uh, we'll, let's call, we'll call it the Martha syndrome. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to call it. We're going to call it the Martha syndrome. And so for those that don't, don't know, or maybe can't remember the story of Martha and Mary, we'll do a quick recap. Okay. Jesus, along with his disciples, they go to the house of this, uh, these, these two ladies, Mary and Martha, they're going to have some lunch and i cannot imagine the pressure that must uh, that one must feel mm. when they are preparing lunch for the messiah uh, it's got to be a different kind of i you know I, it's like that old video that was that was floating around the internet that we laughed so hard where like you know moms be like and it was showing like this guy Uh, with the ponytail, like this this living room better look like a Mediterranean fusion restaurant in 10
1: minutes. So that is the thing that I thought about when you were just talking. Yes. Because my mom sent that to me and said, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So she knows, know thyself. That's all right. That's funny. So Martha is this way. Yeah. And we see in in Luke chapter 10 and verse 40 says, Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Yeah. So while Martha is going crazy trying to prepare this lunch for the Savior of the world, yeah. her sister Mary is sitting at the Savior's feet. She is sitting there, and Martha is upset. <laughs> she is angry. Martha is like, "Tell." She looks at you, Jesus. Tell her to get up and help me. And long story short, Jesus says, basically tells Martha to chill out. You know, he points out to her that 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 one thing was needed and her sister's chosen that better thing Has chosen that better thing. Jesus is like we could have had PB&J like we could. It did not have to be difficult. It did not have to be fancy. She's choosing actually the better thing. But Martha was so caught up in doing good in doing something good. Speaking to the point that here that Jesus values human beings more than what human beings do. And it's hard. To understand that living in a performance-based society. But the God's church has never been based on our ability to perform.
1: Yeah. Um, we talked in the last episode about freedom. Yeah. Uh, being a Christian should yeah. be free. You should be f- in freedom. Yeah. But we find ourselves being that uh, pathological do-gooder, which by the way, I've been both, you know, there's a, sure. there's also a good balance but that's hard to obtain. You, you tend to find yourself either being a lot like Martha or a lot like Mary. And especially when you're trying to do a really good thing and you find yourself um, doing all these um, these good things, good things, good things, good things. You're yeah. not even really doing the God thing at that point because you're not being led of the Holy Spirit. You just want to do yes. good Christian things. But then you get overwhelmed. And who is at their best when they're overwhelmed? Absolutely no one, no one. And here, yeah. Martha was just overwhelmed and frustrated. And she had the Messiah there, right there. And yeah. I think yeah. about that. Cause there's been a lot of times where I have been so stressed out and overwhelmed going to church, trying to make it happen. You know, like there was a point in time where I was like, pregnant with Tony, had Karis on my hip. We were doing like junior high and high school and like worship practice in the church and like we're doing all this stuff. And I'm because I'm a do gooder, because I'm doing whatever. And anyone asks me, you know, can you do this? Absolutely, because I'm a Christian and this is what I do. And then I woke up one time and went, what is going on? Am I really doing what God has called me to do and what he's built me for? Or am I just genuinely trying to do a bunch of good things? Yeah. At the end of the day, I was overwhelmed and stressed out and I couldn't even be who God has called me to be.
0: There was no example when we're overwhelmed and when we're stressed out, then we're not exemplifying the peace and the joy that comes Absolutely. with living a life surrendered to Christ. Right. And with knowing that Christ, that God is in control of all things. It goes back to, you know, there are several old sayings here that you could, that you could say, right. That, that, that you can be so focused doing the work of the Lord that you forget the Lord of the works yeah. yet at the same time on the other side of the spectrum, You can be so heavenly minded that you're of no earthly good, you know, and, and so I agree with you. It's the, the key is trying to, trying to strike that balance and figure that out. But because, because I, I'm one of those people that's like balance is a myth. Uh, that's me. Um, I get it. Gymnasts, you hate me, but I'm, I, what I mean by that is in life, I, I, I clearly, you know, um, physiology would, would disagree with me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not talking about, you can't physically balance. What I'm saying is, is in life it's tough to find balance mm-hmm. life is more of a rhythm mm-hmm. life is more there are going to be seasons where you are doing lots of where you're doing lots of good stuff where you it's time to hustle and then there's going to be other seasons where you can rest there's going to be other seasons where you can rest in him and that because that's how god created the world he created the world to operate in seasons and so there is a rhythm there is a flow and god's church was built on the foundation that a world of sinners needed a savior, and that savior is Jesus. I'm not saying that it gives us permission to go out and live wild lives and abuse God's grace. What I'm saying is, is that performance leads to perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful, perfectionism will lead to comparison. Well, I'm I'm I think I'm doing pretty perfect, but look at this one. And in comparison, murders are opportunity to be satisfied in God Himself. Yeah, that's so good. And the cure for Martha syndrome is to understand that we don't act to become. Yeah. We do not act to become. We are what we are by his grace, and therefore we act. Yeah. That's how that works. It's not because I do good. It's because God is good and he does good. Yeah. And a person with a religious spirit is someone who uses God's word to try to execute their own will. And God's desire is for us not to get caught up in the trappings of religion, but to enter into this covenant relationship with him.
1: Yeah, we I think we do make a church more complicated than it has to be. Um, and then we get really overwhelmed in the logistics of making it happen, because I do think that there's an order, and right. organizi- like it, it, you need to be organized and you need to have a flow to things. That's totally, absolutely fine. Absolutely. But how often do we forfeit? what was so important in the first place, it all belongs to him. Just people will come because of him. Right. Um, and not because of us, not because of anything cool that we might be able to do. There's been a few times too, where like if we're unable to provide something at church, there's like this scramble of like, how do we do this? Well, you know, a last minute decision, we'll have to like fix it and yeah. like make sure it's there. And and I'm thinking, but what, to what benefit? Right. To, to what a, end? To 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 what? But it's like we're, you, we're we're trying to do this good thing. It's a good thing, though. But we're so overwhelmed right. that we forget the reason why we do it in the first place. And you know, I've I've seen a lot of Marys too, where it's like you can be unbalanced in, in either yeah. either direction. You want to
0: get up and help me, please?
1: Yeah, you want to do something? Uh, but that's you know, like just we were talking about the last one, uh, where um, you're like, no, it's just me and God. You know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bask in this. Alone. Yeah, the just Yeah. Um the balance comes with the Holy spirit because even when um, I'm in such a good way and I have just relinquished everything to God and I'm having a good moment because yeah. I'm a human and I, I have moments when I have those moments, I'm a silly human. I'm, I'm going to not do it perfect or whatever, but being led of the Holy spirit, there's a confirmation yeah. within yourself and you have peace about what it is that you're doing and your leadership capacity is huge because you don't find yourself being overwhelmed about things that do not matter.
0: Absolutely, and the, and there are things that I think that we as as leaders as pastors can also understand and figure out that uh, I'm not going to spin my wheels focused on what I'm not. Right? We, you know, I'm not going to do that. Uh, God is God has gifted me in certain ways. I'm going to lean into those giftings. I'm not um, I'm not a program director. I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am not somebody who um, who is gonna sit and, and and think about all of the inner workings of XYZ. I'm not a CEO no. in that way. Uh, I, I'm somebody that wants to be with with people. I'm somebody that wants to care for people, pray with people, talk with people. I want to relate with people. Now that's not that's not devaluing or diminishing those who have the gifting of organization, who have the gifting of operating um, within, Um, uh, programs and putting things together to work in such a way systems and things of that nature are necessary in in the body there are systems in our own body and so systems within the body matter but because i'm not that person i recognize that and i don't try to do that Mm. god has been so good that what he'll do is he'll bring people that are gifted in that space and he'll surround me with those people and i can say great so you get to be mm-hmm. this systems. you get to be about this. you get to do this. And when we're all pulling our part and when we're all doing what we've been created to do, man it, there is there is so little um, there is so little pressure to do good mm-hmm. because we're all doing what we we're created to do and so the stress level has minimized in that way because we're not freaking out about what we're incapable of. Yeah. When
1: we started the Vine, we were talking about what was important to us. And one of the things I said was, I I don't want to force something. I want, we're not going to have something unless someone steps up and that's their thing.
0: Right. We were not going to create an org chart. That was empty and no. go, who who's going to go in these spots? And
1: I made the mistake. I was going to sincerely have a massive Martha moment that would have stole so much joy. Yeah, I remember that. Because I, you know, I, I'm a pastor and I love people. I love people so much. Right. But I I work full time. I have a family. I have kids. I've got... Um,
0: a needy I'm, husband. Come I'm, on.
1: Over, <laughs> I'm over like a bunch of ministries. I'm fine with that when I'm able to pour into leaders, you know. Um, but I was going to take on like something huge yeah and up until the day before I was thinking why am I even doing this and it took someone to go why are you doing this like if we don't have the capacity or the leaders to do this why would you be the one to do it and they are so not wrong yeah and I would have I would have killed myself to make it happen and for what that would have even left me with nothing to give anyone
0: yeah um and, and we let me just take one minute because as it pertains to that and that particular person we're gonna we're gonna shout her out because you know they're out celebrating her for her birthday it was actually it was felly it was our yeah, good friend felly who was yeah. the one who was like hey why are you doing that she's like why is that even happening and, and we I were like you know, you're like, right
1: that's a good question yeah why is that happening <laughs> um and, and it know, didn't happen for me yeah and which is amazing for me i still deal with sometimes feeling guilty not having enough time for certain things sure i genuinely love people so much it's not even funny and I meet with a lot of people and I have like a lot of phone conversations and texts and then I'll meet with them for coffee. Right, right. I have a few people that I want to meet with so bad and finding time for that is hard. And I had, yeah. I have to give them over to God and go, Hey, I'm only one human. So I need to just be about what it is that you have. I'm going to give them to you, God, you know exactly what it is that you're doing in this moment, but me killing myself and not prioritizing um, the things I need to prioritize right now would not be wise. It yeah, would not agreed. be smart. But it's a, so it's a constant thing. It's not like a, you know, th- this clicks for you and you're never going to have a Martha moment. It just means that when you do, you're going to recognize it.
0: Yeah, so you're just going to have to stay vigilant. You're going to have to stay vigilant, ensure that you're prioritizing uh, prioritizing self uh, and your relationship with God uh, and then prioritizing others in in community. God God will direct you. Prioritize getting closer to God, knowing his character, understanding his spirit so that you can discern what is of him, what is not, what you should do, where you should go and all of those other things. Again, God uh, we don't God does not want us to get caught up in religion. He desires a covenant relationship with him. Revelation 3:20. Jesus is speaking and he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and I will eat with him and he with me. I will come in. I will sit down. We were going to have, we'll have a meal. We'll have community together. We'll have fellowship together. So don't get caught with an RTD. Use the protection of God's word, authentic community, true discipleship, honest prayer, and worship of the one who desires to be in relationship with you. That. Was some good topics for RTDs. We're gonna have to do some more of these because these this is this is again this is such a, a good topic, man. I'm gonna have to. I want to teach on it now. I'm so excited about kind of learning about this stuff because the more that we can learn about the things that we struggle with, the more that we know what we can surrender and relinquish to God and be made whole. Do you have any recommendations today before we close it out?
1: Um, I do. Go. I'm pulling it up because I had to take a screenshot because I'm old and I can't remember it. Uh, Okay, so it's called um, The Word. It's actually another Instagram follow. I like it a lot. Um, It just has, it's just Coffee and Jesus, but there's like a daily Bible verse. Um, I like the way that it's simple, but um, I like it a lot. So, The Word.
0: I love that. It's just, just The Word?
1: The Word underscore, period, underscore, so...
0: Eli's gonna have a fun time fun Looking time. for that I have a follow <laughs> I have a follow as well an Instagram follow And listen If you're like me And you grew up in the 80s um, uh, and, and, and early 90s Then you know Wrestling was a big deal to you um, I, I fell in love with wrestling The athleticism of it The characters of it Amanda hates that I love wrestling It's not, not real it, it, well, Hey don't you say it to a wrestler Because they'll smack you It's it,
1: What are they gonna fake slap me
0: Oh, man, they'll really slap you. There, there's some stories that are crazy going around about stuff like that. I will tell you this. The thing that I'm most fascinated by now as a 38-year-old as a grown person is more the athleticism of it all. Having said that, because the athletics are crazy to be able to do what you do. They're, they're stuntmen, no pads, no safety rails, nothing. They're just they're just going around crashing into each other. <laughs> Having said how amazed I am by the athleticism, <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite follows on Instagram, is called WrestleBotch, and this is a, a botch is when you mess something up, <laughs> and, and so this is this is a, a handle. I'm I'm sorry that I'm laughing, but it is a handle that is completely dedicated to wrestlers messing up, and and it's <laughs> so amazing and it's so funny to see. Please, at least don't you don't have to follow it, you know, because whatever you believe, Andy. Uh, <laughs> But that, that laughter right there, that's all I do when I follow this. So please, just go at least check it out. It's so funny. You guys, go check out WrestleBotch. And after that, that is all the time that we have for today's episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. Thanks for joining us for part one and part two of Beware the RTDs. Follow us on social media. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Go love like Jesus. We're out. Chair shot.